used to that again. I'll try to turn around. God is good. All the time. All the time. Isn't this awesome? I love this. I love this in the round. And as we're a little closer together, it's got us and clergy and other staff a little off kink. You don't think this will work? Okay. Don't, don't talk behind my back now. So. <laughs> Marty. Oh, okay. You got my back. God, thank you. I got you. Okay. Good save, that was a good save, Susie. So. It's true. All right, I think we need to pray. So. <laughs> Lord, laughter is good for the heart and good for the soul. Thank you for the joy that we can gather together a little closer this morning. Uh, Lord, may you be a little closer to us. Uh, may you enter uh, into our, our hearts uh, as you already have entered into this space. May you inspire our hearts, uh, convict our minds, uh, prick our souls to uh, be alert to who you are and how you're moving and where you're calling us to go. Uh, Lord, thank you for this special Sunday in which we recognize your presence uh, that gathers with uh, millions around the world uh, on this World Communion Sunday. So, Lord... May uh, my words uh, be pleasing to you, but may they be your words that land uh, on us, uh, that inspire us and call us out. In your name we pray. Amen. So besides unloading the pumpkin truck, what is it that often brings a large group together? Food. What are some of your favorite foods when large groups gather together? Lasagna. Lasagna, chicken. Turkey. Turkey. Barbecue. Who said it? All right, Don. Oh, you said it. They're going to think I fed it to you. So, uh, barbecue. I love barbecue. And, and others, and I hope you like barbecue too. It's one of my favorite things. And I enjoy it when we uh, gather together in a large group. One thing I've always wanted to do is be a barbecue judge. And one of these days, I'll do it. Live by the lake, and I want to be a barbecue judge and just tour around. This week, earlier in the week, in one of the news feeds online, guess what I saw? The judging, barbecue judging seminar is on November 5th at the Doubletree from 9 to 3, $109. And you qualify for the WCBCC. You know what the WCBCC is? World Championship Barbecue Cooking <laughs> Contest. Thank you. I had to remember the last C there. Um, and so I began to drool just thinking, hey, how awesome could this be to actually sign up? Now, it's pretty intense that they, they uh, help you to identify texture and taste and uh, aroma and one other thing that I can't remember. So uh, appearance, appearance, that's what it was. Appearance, texture, taste, and aroma are four things that they help you uh, do at this seminar. They talk about the rules, they talk about the process, the judging process, and everything else that happens. And afterwards, you, you start by taking a test, and afterwards you take the same test to see how much you learn from it. And then you're certified, but you got to serve for two years, and after that you become fully certified, and then perhaps there's other options of which you can travel around. Man, to be a judge at the Memphis in May barbecue cooking contest with thousands of the largest pork barbecue contest in the world. What a dream that that might be one day. As we gather today for World Communion Sunday, 
we recognize that we gather with thousands, hundreds of thousands, perhaps even millions around the world who celebrate World Communion with us today. Celebrate communion as we normally do, but we recognize it this day with those who gather with us around the world. Communion, I find helpful. Three different names for communion that help us explain what communion is all about. What's one name for communion? You said them all three. <laughs> so <laughs> that, was, that was good. I didn't anticipate that, but that was good. So, so Holy Communion, what word do you hear in communion? Commune or community. So communion with God and community. Lord's Supper, whose supper is it? The Lord's Supper and Eucharist. Uh, is a Greek word for thanksgiving, that we, at, we gather to offer God thanks and praise and thanksgiving for what he offers us through communion. But you know, communion wasn't something that often drew a large crowd. And I find it sometimes interesting in church. Sometimes <laughs> communion Sundays are high, but sometimes they're low when this is the Sunday we should all gather around the table. And sometimes people don't come to communion for the right reasons. In biblical times, there is contention on what to do with the food that was sacrificed to the idols as people gathered together in community for a common meal and sometimes communion together. How would one be judged by what they eat? And what process, what rules should one follow in communion? Paul gives us advice in today's scripture. And we also, through today's scripture, learn a lot about communion. So join me in the New Testament in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 14 through 22, as we share the word today. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning at verse 14. Hear these words. Therefore, my dear friends, flee from the worship of idols. I speak as to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body. For we all partake of the one bread. Consider the people of Israel. Are not those who eat the sacrifices partners in the altar? What do I imply then? The food sacrificed to idols is anything, or that an idol is anything? No, I imply that what pagans sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be partners with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Are we, or are we provoking the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. What is it that we all share in common? What experience should we all live out of? What lies at the heart of our Christian community? Today's World Communion Sunday, the day we come together and celebrate with Christians all around the world claiming the unity that we have together in the body of Christ. The church should be a place that people can bring their differences, check them at the door, and come and celebrate God together and experience His holiness and His wholeness. But we are sinful creatures. And what does that sin do? 
It separates us from God and sometimes also from each other. Only God can put us back together. Only God can hold us together. And he did that through Christ. And communion is one way, a main way, in which we experience and are reminded about this. Communion lies at the heart of our Christian community. One of my favorite, I say favorite stories of communion experiences came in one of my first appointments. Uh, it was Maundy Thursday and somebody wanted to get bread, a lot like we have here, different breads, and, and came to the St. Louis Bread Company. Do you remember the St. Louis Bread Company that used to be, I think it was on Sanderlin, across from Doubletree, years ago. It was one of the first bread companies to open up. And so she was here the day before and bought this nice big round loaf of bread that would be awesome for communion. Set it on the table, looked perfect, looked authentic. Well, I picked up the bread to serve communion, and it was a little hard. No big deal. I try to tear it, and I can't tear it. I lay it down on the table, and I'm literally holding it and trying to tear it, and I finally can't tear it. And finally, I literally get my fist, and I bust it open, and we're able to barely pick off the little pieces to share in communion. So I guess we better pick a good loaf of bread for <laughs> communion this, this morning. Yours was? Mine was Okay. We'll, we'll check it out. Communion reminds us of the sacrifice that Christ gave for us. When a sacrifice was offered to a false god, then it was the meat uh, that from the sacrifice that was given back to the worshiper. The belief was that if the worshiper ate that meat, then they would commune with the deity in which the sacrifice was offered to. So there came, in a sense, this communion between this false god and the worshiper. Paul believed that idol worship was the work of demons because these idols seduced people away from God. Nothing actually happened to this food that was sacrificed to these false gods, but since it was given to a false deity, then it was polluted. It was tainted. <clears throat> Paul makes it clear that one can't eat at the table of demons and also at the table of the Lord. The one who has partaken of the body and the blood of Christ cannot also partake of that which comes from evil. There's much discussion as you read the scripture in the New Testament of meats that is sacrificed to idols. People in the church of Corinth, of which this book of Corinthians was written to, there were several cultic fe festivals, unbelieving friends that would gather together. The issue at hand was not, was it okay to gather with these unbelieving friends, but was it okay to eat the meat? It was an ethical dilemma of something that someone offered to you, right? If you go to someone's house and you sit down for dinner and they offer a meal of lasagna or chicken or whatever it is, and you don't eat it, you understand the dilemma that the people were in. But doing so, partaking in this meat that's been sacrificed to idols, Obama says, well, it's okay what you do, and we just gather together and enjoy it with you. But Christians had a mutual responsibility to help each other not fall into this temptation. Paul references communion as a time of sharing a community meal as reason not to eat this meat that is sacrificed to idols and gods. Participation in communion is the community action that defines us as believers. Our participation in communion 
is the community action that defines us as believers. This meal is like no other activity. It's the ultimate example of one's relationship to God and to another when we share it together. Maybe for you, I know for me, probably my favorite communion experience is Christmas Eve. A time we gather with the lights, a time that we gather as a body, a time we remember the birth of Christ, we remember the life of Christ, we remember the death of Christ. And it's together and a movement at that spirit, the spirit that gathers with us at that service that moves me together. And the other is probably Monday Thursday, the time that we recognize here we are a few days before Easter. Here we are gathered with Jesus as Jesus gathered with his disciples at that Last Supper. And here we are recognizing the sacrifice that God has given us. It's the cup and bread that become the symbols for us of the body and blood of Christ. And it's through the Lord's Supper that we are one. It's his supper. We gather and we become one. All believers share the one loaf and though we are many, we are one body. Communion connects us across racial, social, economic, and geographical boundaries. Our unity as Christians is grand, grounded not in a particular church or a denomination, but in communion. When we partake of communion, we become partners with one another and with God. We have to be careful not to have a meal with Christ one day and with false gods the next. In other words, Paul says, be careful not to test the Lord. What happens at communion? We have it every month. We have it the first Sunday of the month, and sometimes communion becomes routine, and that's why I love the idea of gathering around the table and centered that it, it sparks and invigorates us and reminds us of what communion is all about and what the experience that is about of us gathered here together that we don't lose the ritual and reverence and power that communion offers us. Communion's not just another meal. It's not just a gathering. It's not just a potluck together. Communion stands at the heart of our life and faith. At communion, we stand in the very presence of God's grace. Because of communion, we can look forward confidently. Through communion and out of communion, we see most clearly how to relate to each other. Communion becomes the lens through which the most important things in the Christian life are highlighted. If you want to have an event, what gets people there? Food. A meal brings people together more than anything else. Look at Jesus' ministry. Look at how often he was gathered around a meal. He ate with tax collectors, performed miracles, told stories of wedding banquets, feeds 5,000. He gathers at the Last Supper with his disciples. As Christians, there's really only one meal that matters. Only one meal that really fills us. Only one meal that equips us. And that's communion. We can't let any other meal confuse, conflict, or distract us. Paul says, don't repeat what your forebearers have done. If you do, you too risk destruction. It's probably a good warning for us today as the church. We are one body, redeemed by one body, living out as the body of Christ across the world. If we reflect the experience of communion in all that we do, 
we can face and work through anything. And one of the greatest things about communion, we come with no judgment, no seminar that you need to attend, no certification, no reservations, no rules. Come as you are. Everyone's invited to the table. Let us pray. Gracious and holy Lord, we thank you for the invitation to the table, but it's not just to a table to eat a meal. Uh, it's eat, to eat the meal, uh, the meal that represents your presence and your sacrifice, uh, the meal in which Lord renews and restores us, the meal which connects us, <clears throat> the meal that nurtures us, not just for hours, days, or weeks but for our lifetime. So Lord, help us to set aside that which binds us or prevents us from coming forward. Help us to surrender that to you and to help us to recognize your presence in the midst of it. Thank you for those who gather with us. Thank you for those with whom we gather and those who gather after us on this holy day. In your name we pray, amen. As Wade has told us, shared with us that Christ's table here is wide, and his welcome is for all. Jesus dined with sinners and saints, with farmhands and foreigners, with disciples and doubters, with children and cherished friends, with the outcast and the outspoken, with lepers and loved ones, and just as he ate at others' tables, when Christ set his banquet table, he welcomed us all too. As we gathered around Christ's table, we are united with all of God's beloved across the world. Through the love and grace made known in bread, broken in cup pass, so come to the table we so where did I go? Uh, through the love and grace made known in bread, broken in the cup and pass, so come to the table where we witness Christ's love and peace for all. Please join me now in our prayer of confession as we read responsibly. We have not believed you, Lord, or trusted in your power. Lord, Lord help our unbelief. We have stained our souls by our action and our inaction. Cleanse us, Lord. We are broken by disease, bruised by the sins of others, weakened and unable to repair ourselves. Yes, Lord. We ignore your call to center our lives in you. We fail to care for the earth, and we ignore the hopes and cries of people we encounter every day, and people far from us who are poor, sick, or immigrants, or prisoners. Ground us, Lord. When we confess our sinful ways, God abundantly pardons. So in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Christ, we are all forgiven. Glory to God. By one spirit, we are all baptized into the one body, the worldwide body of Christ that gathers this day at this table. Let us then pursue the things that make up peace and build up our common life. And let us join together and stand in past peace with one another, saying the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ always with you. And also with you.
Christ and the Christ. our ushers to come forward. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning, for the gifts that you have given to us. We pray that you would receive these gifts from us as a reflection of our love for you and all that we desire to return to you. In your son's name we pray, amen.